DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 to the zone. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm about 90% sure that we're about to have an awesome phone call in this segment. Stay tuned for that. Mother's Day is Sunday. Get the best blanket ever. It's also the best gift ever for Mother's Day. It's Mika Couture. Sandy and her staff setting up the Zone listeners again, helping you get it right for Mother's Day. You get 50% off when you mention Zone 50 at a store near you or online at MinkyCouture.com. That's promo code Zone 50. That's Minky Couture for Mother's Day. All right, PK. So as David Locke called us out, yeah, what do you have to say? Y'all can play it. Live ball turnovers, which is opponent steals, and particularly live ball turnovers above the free throw line lead to automatic baskets are problematic. We've gotten better at that because with transition defense has gotten better. We used to be a bottom 10 team. We're now top 10 team transition defense. I heard the morning show was talking about turnovers. Call them tomorrow and tell them they're wrong. Have a great night. (laughs) So he admits we're kind of right, and then he says we're wrong. That's awesome. I heard the morning show was talking about turnovers. Call them tomorrow and tell them they're wrong. Have a okay. great night. <laughs> what I said was, I'm not worried when they have 10 or 15 turnovers, but when they have 20, it gets to be a problem. It doesn't always beat them. It's not a guarantee, but it gets to be a problem. And when they have 20, they generally have the live ball turnovers, and they have them further up court, like he says, above the break. So he kind of dismisses that, which obviously is part above of the, the free throw line. Yeah, yeah, above that's... the free throw line. Okay. So he admits we're right and then tells us we're wrong. I don't obsess about all of them. But when they get to 20, they've usually had a bunch of those. All turnovers are not created equal. The dead ball turnover, when you get to set up your defense after you travel or you get called for an offensive foul, that's not the issue. But somebody driving to the free throw line, the defense closing down, them fumbling the ball and them going the other way, that can be a problem. It can be, but you don't want to stifle aggressiveness, though. You know, and the offense moving the ball, finding the open man. I mean, they do that so well. I, I have to admit, the style of ball that they've been playing this year has been very pleasing to me and fun to watch. You know, they showed that one. Uh, Joe gave the ball to Clarkson. Clarkson gave it back. Joe gave it right back, and then Clarkson drove and do a little behind the back pass in front of the Spurs bench, and Niang hits the three. And that one earlier in the season, I think it was in February, where uh, it ended up being a cross-court pass after they moved the ball around like there's a hot potato, as they say, and find the guy who's got the best shot. And that's great. And that's fun to watch. I mean, team Basketball, as all sports can be, if it gets monotonous, can be ugly. And if it's selfish and single guy pounding the ball, it's boring. But you move the ball, you find the guy who's got the best shot, and he makes the shot. It's fun to watch. So with that in mind, there's going to be some turnovers that just inevitably happen. Joe's going to have some because he tries stuff that probably another player without his skill or confidence wouldn't try. So they're going to have a few turnovers. All right, I can live with it. And I can live the 10 to 15, but when they have the 20 and when they have them because they just lose their focus and – you know, give the ball away. Sometimes in the backcourt, I forget if it was in Washington or Toronto, they had end of the quarter. I mean, it was just awful. <laughs> it's just awful. Throwing 30-foot passes and getting picked off and giving up threes at the end of the quarter when there was no reason to. Ah! So you're calling out Locke for calling we'll you We'll bring it up again tomorrow with him. All right, I want to get to this call. This call okay. is awesome. All right. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Locke admitted we were right before he told us we were wrong. I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't a full-throated, you're absolutely wrong. Well, when it's above the break and we've gotten better, but, but then they're wrong. All right. okay. We'll get to it with David Locke tomorrow. All right, so we got Travis on the line here. Travis, Travis has done something because he, he roots for the Jazz and he follows the Jazz. Travis, good morning. This is where Travis says good morning. Oh, come on. This was going to be good, Yach. Is he there? Travis? Apparently, we've lost him, but apparently Travis bet a lot of money on the Jazz to win the championship. A lot of money. And he wanted to know what we thought. Well, what were the odds? I need to know the particulars. I know, and I don't, I don't know what odds he got them at. I mean, I could probably Google something and find out ballpark. Um, they aren't the same everywhere, but we ought to get the ballpark. I understand. And I need to know what are the odds for other teams. Just simply saying I bet X amount of dollars, and, and it was a large amount. There's no way in the world that I would ever. ever oh, here we go. Uh, All right. Himself. Travis. You're teasing us. Thought you weren't going to no. be there. So, Travis, I, under- Travis, I understand you put a lot of money on the Jazz to win the NBA title. Well, I'm kind of, I would just, I'm burning out of all disrespect. We're the best record in the league. I, we're fifth or sixth in the odds to win it. I, I had it. I might not eat for a week, but uh, I hopefully this uh, pays off here in a little bit. You know, Bitcoin's an investment. But I think Jazz are a better investment right now. Okay. <laughs> so did you put some money on Bitcoin to offset the Jazz just in case, you know, LeBron gets healthy, puts on the Superman cape, and destroys the NBA? Uh, absolutely not. Okay. But, I, you know, uh, the safe bet might be a little back up on the Suns because I think whoever wins that West is going to take it. I think no one can hang with us on a seven-game series. Well, I mean, I hope you're right. Uh, what you said, fifth or sixth? To me, that seems a little low. So the odds I found the have the range. the Nets, the Lakers, and the Clippers have the three uh, are the three favorites, and the ones I just found, the Jazz and the Bucks are tied for the fourth best odds. Right, so, I thought third or fourth. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't have that. We can't have that. Okay, so <laughs> how much how much money did you bet? What are your odds? Lay it all out for us. Well, I bet 1,000 packs of Skittles, and, uh, as we say, and uh, I will win uh, 7,775 packs of Skittles if I win. We're plus 750 right now. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing right here as well. Yeah, that's... That's guaranteed money out there, folks, if you're listening, you know. That's guaranteed money. You know, that's a lot of things. I was going to say, Travis, that's a lot of things, but the one thing it isn't is guaranteed money. I don't know. It's gambling. I don't know if you've watched the way NBA stars have gotten hurt the last two months, but I don't think there's any guarantees out there. Let me check Harden's hamstring. Let me check LeBron's ankle, Donovan Mitchell's Uh, ankle. Ankle, uh, Durant's quadricep. Yeah, How am I doing? Into Jazz favor, though. Kawhi Leonard's everything. Well, if Donovan comes back and uh, and we can hold this, we had our little rough spot, which was good. It's like going in undefeated in the NCAA tournament. No one wants to do that. 
The Jazz yeah. haven't really had much slip, slip this year. It was good for having them get a little, get a little slap in the face, you know, getting lose a couple games that we probably took some slack for, you know. But sure. I think get it out of the all way. in all, that's just motivated. It's going to motivate him even more. All right, Travis, party at Travis's house. Oh, absolutely, guys. If it goes down, we'll, uh, we'll have a zone party. You know? <laughs> All right, man. Wait, I, so I, I got to know a couple more details here. A couple more details. Um, how do I phrase this gracefully? Is there anybody else you share finances with who might not be as excited about this proposition as you are? Or are you okay. captain of your own ship, master of your own domain? How is that? Well, I, I, I'd like to think so. And, and thank gosh I don't have anybody to, to answer for on this one because I don't, I don't think if I'd had a significant other, they'd be too happy with me right now. You know? <laughs> okay. But, you know, that's, it's gambling. And, and uh, I've never not been a jazz fan for, you know, ever around here. And I've never been confident that we're going to win a championship as I am this year. I think it's just... These guys, the way they play together, you can't, you can't go wrong. You know? So uh, did this involve, um, you know, was this something you did just like cold-blooded analysis? Was this a moment of uh, just heartfelt enthusiasm, or were there large amounts of alcohol involved well after midnight in Las Vegas? You know, did you on well, phone to an online place that may or may not pay off or you went to an old time casino with bright lights and uh, people in funny suits well you know I've made many mistakes mistakes that I've uh, during the old midnight drinking stages of my life but this wasn't one of them I thought about it for a while I've been wanting to do it and I just said screw it the other night got in the car drove to Wendover made the bet called it a day and uh, just uh, here we go, you know. Uh, I got to give a shout out to the Men's Tribal House, Silver Living. I I, I, I I live, work there, love the place. So, um, you know, if we get a little shout out to those guys, I just did it. So I guess it's okay. Wendover, Wendover, send Travis right yeah. over. Absolutely. All right, so what was the reaction? You got a trained professional on the other side of the window? Are they like, oh, my gosh, or are they just like cold-blooded stare, didn't, didn't barely even blink? I, yeah, they didn't. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I was pretty shocked. Uh, it was like, okay. And uh, I'm like, you going to tell me good luck? You know what? I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> he was obviously a Lakers fan. You know? so, so. All right. I uh, appreciate you guys. You guys rock. I listen to you guys every day. You know, you guys keep up the good work. All right, Travis. Hey, thanks for the call. And uh, PK and I will tell you good luck. Because, you know, you're in a way, your luck is our luck. So. There you That's go. Right. Hey, man, can you imagine though Utah winning the championship? This place would go crazy. Exactly. Can you imagine doing? Can you imagine doing sports radio shows for two months during an NBA title run? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah, you guys right. might hear more from me. Yeah. Thanks, Travis. Yeah, stay in touch. We Thank want to uh, ride the roller coaster with you here. All right, there's Travis plunking down a thousand to win over seven grand. Got the courage of his convictions, PK, and he doesn't have a significant other to ask him what the heck he was doing. Yeah, you were intrigued by all that, huh, man? Yeah, let's get the backstory, <laughs> man. It's like you yeah. say, it's not just about the games, it's about the story. I know, but you have the story's typical, though. That's what gamblers do. Uh, I've been around gamblers my whole life. Uh, so it's not, his story's not that unusual. It's what they do. 
Uh, he has if he feels the prompt. There's no such thing as a sure bet in gambling. Nope. That's the very nature of gambling. And we need to be make it abundantly clear that we do not bet on NBA games whatsoever. Uh, we're not allowed to, nor at least in league my case, rules prohibit that. Right. Nor, nor would I ever. Nor, do. So nor would I anyway. That's why I find it so. I haven't been around a lot of gamblers. Right. I didn't. I, I didn't grow up with gamblers. I, I grew up like 45 minutes from the Del Mar racetrack, and I have never seen a horse race at the Del Mar racetrack live and in person. Now, in your life, that would have been impossible. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Somebody would have taken you. But nobody in my family was into that. Nobody, you know, I'd read about it in the paper when I was a little kid, like, ha! Huh. And I was at the fair. I mean, I saw the racetrack and all that, but never, you know, the, the, when they run the horses and when they have the county fair are two different times. There's a difference between your mother and my mother. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, no, and it's not just NBA. I mean, I don't, I don't bet on the NFL or on college football or... Baseball, I, baseball, huge, I find freakishly huge, confusing. I don't even know how you would do that. Huge That's, activity where I came from. Yeah. Still is, always has been. Always, I mean, I grew up going to off-track betting in New York City, uh, many, many times. OTB and Turf Paradise in Phoenix. Uh, we lived, no surprise, we lived in the boundaries. Uh, my high school was in the boundaries. Turf Paradise was in the boundaries of my high school. <laughs> which is why we went there <laughs> because it was close by and uh, I spent many, many hours there. So there's no such thing as a sure bet. I've seen it. I've seen it a thousand times over, but if that's what you, and if you've got the money, you know, I'd be careful. I don't want to give gamblers any advice, but uh, if, if it's a form of entertainment, uh, so be it. And for a lot of people it is, but at the same time, if for somebody else, it's a huge problem. If you're using that money in place of food, I mean, it's fun to joke about, but if for many, that's a serious issue, so I wouldn't joke about it because I've seen it firsthand. But the, the, the overriding thing, rather than the gambling aspect of it, so be it on that. And, you know, certain places it's legal, so let's just wind over 90 minutes away, whatever it might be. Uh, the bigger issue is that the Jazz, uh, do they have a, a good chance to win the finals? I believe they are certainly in the mix. I mean, that's what we're dealing with. We're not exchanging any forms of money or currency whatsoever, but it's more about what is your level of confidence to them being able to win the title. That's what it's about. That's what we talk about just about daily. And that's what I was saying earlier this morning after watching this game and waking up this morning thinking that uh, I have the most confidence in this team right now than I've had all season. And it's because... Not exclusively, but because these two guys are out, and I'm counting on them to come back, and they may miss somewhat of a beat, but I don't think it's going to be a huge uh, reintegration process to get them uh, back because these are stellar players here, and they're stellar players in in this league. You're a stellar player. Well, one of the things that defines you, probably the best thing that defines you is consistency. And in order to be a stellar player, you have to have that consistency. Right, that's a, the, the the Clippers are going to go into the postseason, and what's it going to be, Paul? Are you going to come through because you've had a whale of a regular season, but you've had your struggles in the postseason? So what's it going to be? Uh, because he hasn't had that consistency in the postseason. He's had anything but. And the great ones, they even if they're having bad games, say statistically, individually, they still have the ability to make the most important play when it needs to be made. And there's different ways to define greatness 
in this league, but I think consistency is one of them. And then also, too, the ability to make the great play when it matters the most, whether it's uh, Larry Bird making a steal off of some, I don't know, who threw the pass. Was it Isaiah uh, with Johnny Most with that gravelly voice with the, with the, with the steal that Bird had? I don't know what his stats were in that game, uh, but, you know, he makes a great play. A great pass, uh, whatever it might be. Jordan makes a great pass, tells Steve Kerr we heard about. It. We saw it in the huddle. Uh, I'm gonna uh, Stogs gonna double team me, and I'm gonna throw you the ball, and you're gonna make the shot. All right. He didn't even shoot the ball at all, but he called the play. That's greatness. So greatness can be exhibited in various forms, and I suspect these two. I'm counting on these two to come back, and maybe they miss a step, a half a step, but I don't think it's gonna be like they need three weeks to get back. Maybe maybe I'm off on that. But that's what I see. And I see these other dudes have gained. There's no doubt in my mind that right now I can point to Niang, Ingles, Bogdanovich playing with the most confidence that they've ever had. Now, I could throw a guy like Trent Forrest in, but I don't think that he's going to get much time in the postseason. So if if called upon, he should have a level of confidence. And Clarkson seems to be one of these outlier guys who's just wired differently. Oh, my gosh. So we played part of it. It was longer, so we played the whole thing. But he got asked about getting out of shooting slumps. Yeah. And his answer at the start, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's basically, a, you know, I'm a baller and I'm out hooping and I don't really worry about that stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's a long season. It happens. I keep yeah. shooting my shots. Coach tells me to shoot my shots. It'll start going in again. That was his attitude. I'm paraphrasing. And, and you're a big body language guy. I I laughed when I saw him. It was like, I don't know the Jazz have ever had a guy. Uh, Hornacek probably thought it, but he wouldn't. Well, he, he wasn't allowed to do it. He, you're right, exactly. But Hornacek probably thought it. But there oh, have yeah, not been that many guys. Maybe Corver thought it, too. He's another great shooter. Um, but his level of, this is what I do. There will be 60% nights and 70% nights. There will be 20 and 30% nights. I know who I am. I know what I'm supposed to do. Coach has told me what to do, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, farted at the end? It was... Uh, he farted? No, that's not a fart noise. That was oh. a mouth noise. <laughs> a well. fart in your general direction. Give it a little Monty Python, since now we know that Monty Python, the big dog, John Cleese, is a jazz fan. Yeah, that was a John Cleese com- combo with Jordan Clarkson. You got the full bite from Clarkson? All right, let's hear it in his own words, because he'll say it better. Than I- and, and you'll miss the visual. His body language, really confident. Like, I don't sweat this stuff. Here he is. I ain't even – I mean, I don't really pay attention to that stuff. Uh, I think we talked about it early this morning. I forgot who it was, but they kind of asked me something like that. Uh, like I said, I'm a hooper. I'm going to shoot my shots. You know, they're going to go in. Sometimes they're going to – you're going to miss. It's part of the game. You know, uh, slumps is part of what happens, you know, throughout a long season. Um, you know, just it is what it is. You know, I keep my head down, keep grinding, keep taking the shots that are there. Uh, keep trying to make the plays, and um, when they fall, you know, it feels good. But, you know, I'm always confident I'm always going to take those shots and, uh, you know, keep it rolling. And you said after a game recently, hey, Jordan, pass the ball. And then you look down and you're like, well, he did pass the ball. Look at all those assists. So I checked it after this game. The last seven games, 
he's averaging like 4.1, 4.2 assists a game. He had four yeah. assists in the game last night. Uh-huh. So even when he's got it going, and almost every shot is going in, he was 12 for 16, he still had four assists. And he talked in other answers about, uh, he had another great response. He was talking about how teams are now tipping their hand, and it goes to the mental side of the game. You know, there's different ways to defend him. What are they going to do? He talked about how teams are now blitzing him and double-teaming him, trying to get the ball out of his hands. Well, somebody's open. It's a chance to get an assist. Or, and he even, re- he even mentioned, I trust my teammate to swing it to the next guy for the shot. So you make good passes, and you don't get the assist. It's more of a hockey assist. The, the, you force the double-team, and you get the pass that leads to the pass in the bucket. But that's yeah. how their offense runs when it's good, and the ball's really moving and all that. So I, I thought... His confidence level. The thing is, and it was a reason you didn't list him when you're listing the other guys, is he's not playing at a new level of confidence. Right. He's returned to a level of confidence that we saw him, you know, and, and it, maybe it's not his confidence as much as it is our confidence in him. He had a cold stretch. I don't know how much it rattled his confidence. He's frustrated by it. He'd rather see the ball go in the hoop. Uh, but he also knows if he keeps shooting, he's good enough. It's going to go in the hoop again. Right, exactly, and that, I think that uh, you know that uh, thing that we saw over the summer with the Jordan, you know, talking about the organizations win winning titles and all that stuff. And I believe that they do, but I also think it's the players. So I think it's a combination of everything. And I think you really have to give credit to Jazz management that has given Clarkson this lease, leash, I should say. That I don't know how many guys have gotten this leash. Really, you just basically shoot whenever you think it's appropriate, and you're not going to get pulled. Majerus would have had 47 heart attacks in the first two minutes of Jordan Clarkson being out on the floor. You know what I mean? The way yep. he coached and the, the way they allow him to do what he does. I don't know that there's no there's no way I could do it if I was the coach. So you have to credit the organization and then obviously the player and his teammates because it doesn't seem like there's anything uh, where there's some form of jealousy or doubt. Thinking, what are you doing? And that's who he is. And last night was Jordan Clarkson at his best for sure. All right, coming up, Craig Bolajak joins us next. The Joe Ingles Show at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. Is Aaron Rodgers a draw for you? Uh, I like to watch Aaron Rodgers play the game. Oh, yes, I do. He's not intriguing to me at all. You know, the Hail Mary passes, he's an entertaining quarterback to watch. I will watch the Packers when they play. And yes, I am softening up to him because I'd like to see him in a Broncos game. This is what it's about. You're softening up Aaron Rodgers because if he does end up Denver, you don't want it to be like that buddy that tears apart this guy's ex-girlfriend or, you know, he's separated from his wife. Oh, she's horrible anyways. And then they get back together. It's like, oh, this is awkward. I want that marriage to be broken up and I want her to be in my house. Man. It's not a great way to say that. No, I, it's not. That didn't sound right. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Mark Miller. DJ and PK in the morning is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. It's time to bring in the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. Bowler, good morning. David James, Patrick Kinahan, how are you? Good. Well, I'm good. PK's great. And the reason is... Cut that up, Yuck. Our mood <laughs> is determined 100% by how the Jazz are playing. There's you. nothing else in our life. We are freakishly shallow people. 
with very few links to other human beings. Cut that up, Yak. And PK announced, and yeah. he is he is on board with this 100%. He has said this multiple times, that he has never had more confidence in the Jazz and their ability to play basketball at a very high level than he has right now. This season. This season, yeah. He's, we're, yeah, he's, not, he's not going back yeah. to the statues. Yeah. No, we're talking yeah. this year. Right now. Peak moment for the 2020-2021 campaign. Now, Bowler, are you also at the top of the wave in terms of confidence? Or like me, are you still looking at two guys injured on the bench? Like, when do you come back and how long does it take to get the rust off and be ready to go? Mm, good conversation. I had the same convo with Locke last night about the, the level of play right now, which is really impressive, which I would uh, would agree with PK because the ability to adjust and continue to run their offense and play the defense that they are without Conley and Donovan is impressive. My next concern would be, and I'm not trying to be a negative guy here, but now blending those two back in when they come back and how does that work? Look, uh, if they can adjust without them, I'm guessing they can adjust with them back. They're all-stars, right? And they can make the adjustment adjustments as well. If you look at it on, on, a, on a real positive side, which I know PK is Mr. Positive. Yeah, that, no that's, question. That, that's the way he lives his life. As a it's always positive, sunny. Always. always sunny and sandy. Yes. Always. And Danny so DeVito, Pat Kinahan, it's yeah. a heck of a show. It's a heck of a show. And what happens is that what you have found out is that you have multiple young players that have shown their ability to adjust as well. And it's a deep team. Uh, and the other part of that is that they understand they're coming back. And so they're getting their minutes. They're playing for contracts. They're also playing for a purpose. But also, I think they understand, too, when these when Donovan and, and Mike come back, things are going to change up again. Right now, I'm intrigued with the way they play. Look, uh, Joe has done a great job. In fact, uh, is this a warm-up show before Joe comes on today? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Tell Joe, uh, you know, his stage show is really building, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm impressed. I mean, you know, he's kept his cool. He's running the show. Uh, you know, Bogdanovich, I think, has been the total – game changer for the jazz at the moment where his game instead of standing outside he's uh and trying to hit threes he's he's been the most aggressive this must have been the most aggressive uh part of the season for him and the most i think he's playing his best basketball honestly i mean making decisions um less turnovers free throw attempts as he as, as he's been driving to the rim so, you know, it's an amazing thing to watch, again, the team. It's a team, and that they're able to make these adjustments, and uh, they're still a game up now, despite all the woes um, with the injuries to Donovan and Conley to make it to this point with, amazingly, six games left. Man, that's it, six. Three home, three road. Yeah, I think Bogdanovich is the number one uh, reason why I have this most confidence this season. Because as I look at this team and into him individually, when the team was going well, he couldn't buy a basket to the point where he even he was willingly talking about it that this is the worst struggle he's ever had. And I was saying earlier to DJ that okay, I didn't follow you that much when you were over in the Eastern Conference because I, you know, we obsess about the Jazz in the Western Conference. 
but I did follow you every game last year, and you weren't as bad, and you acknowledged it. Right. Now, since he's been here, this just about the completion of the two seasons, this last stretch, it's the complete opposite. You, you, by your own acknowledgement, you never si- you said you hadn't struggled like this. Now, I'm not sure he's ever played as certainly in a Jazz uniform. In my thought, he yeah. hasn't played this well. So, I get that when the other two stars come back, some of the role guys, Joe Ingles is not going to have the ball as much, and Yang's probably not going to get as many shots. I understand all that, but Bogdanovich. Even last year, with those two guys, was still putting up twenty a game, and and Mike needed a whole season to assimilate, and I believe he's assimilated now. But the point I'm making is, they go into the postseason, and I'm assuming they're going to get the two guys back. Maybe I'm wrong to do it, but I'm assuming they're going to get the two guys back, and Bogdanovich is going to go into this postseason with the highest level of confidence he's probably ever had as an NBA player, knowing he can do so much. So he's going to add to it. Not that It's not going to be subtracted. He may not get as many shots, but the shots he gets and the plays that he makes, he's going to have a whole lot of confidence going forward. And I think that, to me, has been partially because the other guys have been out and he has had these opportunities. Plus, somewhere along the line, whether it's coaching or an individual decision, they told him, hey, if you've got an opportunity, how about you start driving to the basket? Yeah. And yeah, so no, it's looking point. like he is at the top of his game right now. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't think he's played better basketball at this moment for the Jazz in the last uh, six to eight games. And what he's done is decided he starts early, which has been a huge benefit for the Jazz. Uh, and what he's doing is not parking himself outside. He is. He's got a lot of mismatches. He's got a big body. He's driving to the rim. He's taking advantage of scoring. He's more confident than ever. I, you know, And, again, it goes back to, PK, to your point about the depth of this team, but also the confidence that Bogey will bring in postseason play. How many times have we heard Bogey wasn't in the bubble? Bogey wasn't in the bubble. Mm-hmm because of the wrist injury and the surgery that he had. I think it's taken – you talk about assimilating. Uh, it took Bogey to reassimilate himself to the Jazz and maybe his own mind, his own confidence right after the surgery. We saw him flex the hand constantly. He wrapped it. He tried all multiple things, maybe for the first time. It takes time to recover from surgeries. Uh, but it's, it's his shooting hand – so maybe he's finally forgotten about it, right? Maybe he's now more confident with the drive. Maybe he doesn't feel the sting as he once did. And I think that's what we're, we're watching, a guy who's finally returned to his level. And he went through all the highs and lows, mostly lows, by the way, as you said. When you, when you get in front of a microphone and you actually, as a professional athlete, talk about, I'm not, I'm not at the level I should be. I'm playing the worst basketball of my career. And then to able to turn it around with coaching or his teammates encouraging him, and then he sees that opening when Mike and Donovan are out to be the guy to help to help this team push through a really difficult time. If he doesn't roll into the postseason with a load of confidence, I'm stunned because right now he is playing at the highest of levels, and the Jazz are are benefiting by by the play of Boyan Bogdanovich. So do you expect uh, Conley and Mitchell back in the regular season, or do you think these last six games, the Jazz just go as they've gone, it's going pretty well, they play three teams that are not even in the playoff hunt for the 10th spot, so they're playing three pretty lousy teams that are are basically done. 
So do they just roll with these guys and the other guys come back for the playoffs now, which buys them another almost full week to get healthy? Well, the only concern I have is, again, as we just talked about, is playing those guys back in a little bit. I, I still think it takes a couple of games. Um, you know, look, Mike's been around, and so is Donovan. I mean, we think of him older than he actually is because of the way he plays. But I'd be more comfortable to see him get a couple of games, maybe uh, the last two road games to to as PK say, you know, reassimilate into the into this into the rotation and let the other players also understand the role a little bit more of what they're gonna do. And maybe Quinn does. Most coaches always say they tighten up a rotation in postseason play. I'm not sure if that's gonna be the case for Quinn and this team because so many moving parts uh, have been successful this year. But I still think it's important to get them back on the floor. But, of course, they have to be ready, right? I mean, the Jazz aren't going to push them. That hamstring has been an issue since Conley came to the Jazz. And Donovan's really working through his first major injury uh, as a professional. So, um, you know, you hear all sorts of reports uh, of maybe this, maybe that. But, again, I'm no doctor. I mean, those guys know their bodies better than anybody. But if you could, if you could draw it up, I would like to see him play three of the last six uh, together, and then formulate that plan of rotation before they just you know whoever they're if they finish one they finish two, and then they have to wait for the playing games to to know who their uh, you know first round opponent is, and um, you know I, it, it'd be good to see them back. If they can't, the Jazz have obviously proven right now that they can continue to win. The big another good great test is. There's a couple of tests coming up. Uh, Denver tomorrow night, and then you also see the Blazers. Uh, so those are a couple of games you can kind of, uh, again, judge how far the Jazz have come without Mike and uh, and Donovan. But I think the Denver Nuggets, again, have been a, a thorn in the Jazz side. I thought Jamal Murray's injury would put them down, but in fact it's, it's motivated them, much like the Jazz losing – two all-stars, they lose Jamal Murray and Jokic and a guy named Austin Rivers, who they signed, has played extremely well for them off the bench. He knocked down 25 last night. So uh, those are going to be you know, good tests again prior to, prior to the postseason. So a lot of times uh, you get to the arena early, obviously in the home games you're there, and you see guys that aren't currently uh, on the roster in terms of health, but they're still working out a little bit. Have you seen either of the two do any any of that stuff before the game? No, they're basically PK still doing you know behind the scenes work. Honestly, I've seen Donovan take one very mild jump shot in his street clothes. That's it. <laughs> so, you know, it's still behind the scenes. They, they're if they're working out, it's basically uh, at the uh, you know basketball. Zion's Bank basketball campus, uh, but I still think it's still in that process of, you know, the rehab process, whether it's at the arena or at the practice facility. Uh, but no, we haven't seen him jump on the floor and do any sprints up and down the floor. At least I haven't. And you know, I get there before the players even jump on the floor, and you know, they go through their their typical warmups uh, with their uh, their coaches. So um, maybe still time is something that, that that Donovan needs along with Mike. And, uh, you know, Mitchell's an injury, ankle injury, if you look back at the replay, that still was pretty wicked. And uh, luckily, you know, it came out clean on the MRI, but it takes time, man. It takes time, especially the way he plays. 
uh, as well. Explosive play. And I think the Jazz will be more cautious uh, than, than to try to see him get back on the floor. Uh, I'm guessing it'll be later than sooner. But, you know, he's 24. Maybe he heals faster. But they want to make sure he's right before they hit the, the road to the playoffs. Craig Bolajak, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, joining us. Uh, I'm curious when you talk to, and I, I know you can't talk to nearly as many people, there are places and arena you can't go, the COVID protocols and all that, but if you're talking to broadcasters with other teams, and uh, I know you're on Zoom calls that you don't participate in because I know you're following stuff, doing your homework. I, I see you once in a while lurking in the background, Bowler. I know what you're doing. <laughs> and so I'm curious what the feeling around the league is. Everybody's looking at the Lakers. Everybody is picking the Lakers. Not everybody, but the vast majority of people are picking the Lakers if they're healthy to defend their title. And it's gotten to the point now that they aren't healthy. The fact that LeBron came back and then had to go away again is a huge Dude. red flag. And people still don't want to count him out because he's been so good for so long yeah. and they just won the title. So I'm wondering if there's any feeling talk around the league. Do they know anything? Are they thinking the same thing PK and I are thinking about his health? What do you know? Well, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm basically heard the same things that there is concern in LA because he did come back and then he had to basically pull himself back out uh, of this lineup. And, you know, they're, they're, and you can tell he's not happy. Uh, you know, whenever he voices opinion right about the play-in format, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. Now, since they are on the brink of falling into that category, then of course he doesn't like it because it means that that doesn't, you know, guarantee him a, a postseason appearance. But you know, as LeBron, I think there's a, the respect that he has is is earned, and that's the one thing that I've always felt. Look, you may love him, you may not. Uh, the bottom line is respect him because of the way that he plays. And if he is healthy and AD is healthy, yeah, they're going to be an incredible opponent to take on. You know, what would be incredible if you see the Clippers-Lakers uh, in the 4-5 spot? Uh, wow. Would that open the door for m- many teams in the West, knowing that one of those teams wouldn't make it out of the first round? I'm sure that's on LeBron's mind, too. But you know, looking at the standings right now, if we started today, it'd be Jazz Memphis. If it just held steady, it would be Phoenix and the Blazers. It would be Denver and the Lakers. Now, that would be something because that's two good teams and one's not going to make it. And the other one is the Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. And with the way Lucas played, there's a lot of thought about, are they the sleeper, you know, in the West? So, um We'll have to wait and see. I mean, the season ends on the 16th, and the play-in games start, what, two days later, and then the playoffs start on the 22nd. So, I mean, it's just around the corner. Some answers are coming, but to your point, I can't count out the Lakers unless LeBron's on the bench. Uh, then L.A.'s chances are basically null and void. But if he's on the floor and healthy, then, of course, watch out because I, I know what he's done in the past. We all We all have seen it. And you have to respect that. Moeller, as always, we enjoy having you on. Whether you're closing for Joe or opening for Joe, it doesn't really matter to us. Well, you know, I'm just looking for tips. You know, I hope he shares the tip jar after his show uh, is over. You know, I warm him up, so I've got to, you know, hopefully get a little... A little something for the effort. Yeah, yeah. But tell him, you know, look, man, just keep, you know, keep being Joe. Moeller, we appreciate it. Good to talk to you, and we'll talk to you again next week. 
All right, guys. Take care. Have a good weekend. Joe Ingles is coming up in 15 minutes. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Different athletes have wanted parts of the franchise before. Didn't you get 15 points in your uh, semi-pro hockey team? Didn't you, didn't you get 15% of that club? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I was, uh, I don't want to get into what it. What was the name of the goalie you had on that team there, Gordon? Well, for a couple of years, it was Bill Puxley. But, you know, I, mean, uh, I, I sort of, we've parted ways. I haven't really kept up with him. Bill Puxley. Man, he could really stop that puck. <laughs> Not to be confused no, with the no, right no. winger, John Ice Nettington. <laughs> Catch the Big Show weekday from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, brought to you in part by Zero Res. When you get your carpets and tile cleaned, make sure they're Zero Res clean. Just $33 per room clean. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. All right, PK, Joe Ingles coming up in a few minutes. Anything you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to get off your mind here before we plunge into the Joe Ingles show? Did I want to get off my mind and get off my chest? Yes. Hit up the people. Or we can just let the people speak. I think that you really need to enjoy the moment. You got the best record in the league regarding the Jazz, obviously, is what we're talking about. It's a dominating conversation every day, all day on the zone. And I don't know how it's going to turn out. But I really believe this is a fun team to watch. Eh, they're probably not going to win the title. I can't guarantee that by any stretch. But I think that it needs to be appreciated rather than just judging the season by the absolute final result, whatever it may be. Now, if it's winning at all, you go nuts. I get all that. But if it doesn't, then you look at it. Has this not been a fun ride? I suspect it's going to continue in the playoffs. To what degree, I'm not sure. Like I can't make any form of any close to any guarantee this or that i mean you look at the first round you know they get memphis memphis has got a couple of nice players that's a great thing about this league it's just about every team has a couple of nice players so nothing is guaranteed but i would say take a step back and right now anyway enjoy it for what it is and i realize it's really much much easier for me to say it because i don't get so worked up in the actual result Never really have. It's about the fun along the way, and is it fun? Is it fun to watch these guys play? I think you really have to answer answer that question by saying yes. It is a lot of fun. It can be frustrating, and tension will be in the air for sure when we get to the postseason. I understand that, and I get that because I don't have that close attachment that the hardcore fan. I'm a fan, and I'm a hardcore, but not in the winning and losing. I think that that's part of the deal is make sure you're taking time to have fun with it along the way. That's a little bit of my counsel, and I realize I can't counsel anybody because it's not who I am. I think the, well, I think you can counsel someone, and I think you've done it wisely here. I think if you talk to people who root for championship teams, the most fun championship is the first one. The one that to some degree sneaks up on you. Maybe you see the possibilities, and jazz fans see the possibilities, but you don't know for sure. You aren't the overwhelming favorite with all the pressure. I have watched fans of teams that win a lot and like 
They don't really enjoy the ride. It's only fun if you win it all. It's only fun when it's over. And sometimes you even hear fans talk about, well, that was a relief they got it done. Yeah, it's like, more relief. What? Relief like, is the emotion. Like, And I get relief for someone whose job is on the line, who someone is getting paid to win a championship. Those aren't the people I'm talking about. No. I'm just talking about the fans. Like, relieved, you got to enjoy the ride a little bit. And the best win, I think, the Chiefs, I don't know how many more they're going to win, right? They came very close to going back-to-back. They didn't pull it off. They were really unfortunate with injuries. Having your, your tackle snap as Achilles in the AFC title game was a bad break. Ouch. And, and so what are you going to do, right? <laughs> and so they, you, you got to have the fun along the way. They, they win once every 50 years. you got to enjoy the ride when it happens. The Jazz, maybe they'll go on a San Antonio-like run, and they'll have a generational player, and they'll win five times in 15 years or whatever it is the Spurs did. That would be awesome. you know. But more likely the way it's going to happen is going to be what happened to the Mavericks, where they had really good players. They had years they thought they were going to do it, and they busted early, right? They went out as a one seed once, and they went out first or second round multiple times. And then one year they did it. And even in the middle of the finals down 0-2, you didn't think they were going to, but they did. And it's their one shot. They cleared cap room. They thought they had a smart plan. It didn't come close to working. And now they're starting over with another guy. If you're a Mavericks fan and you didn't enjoy the maximum out of that year, what are you doing? <laughs> like, the Jazz are way more likely to be that team or the, the 0-4 Pistons than they are to put together a Spurs-like dynasty. And if they do, we'll all soak it up and it'll be awesome. But there just aren't many of those running around. And they aren't. And they don't usually happen in the San Antonio, Salt Lakes, Denvers, and Portlands of the world. You know, they don't. They did one time. And maybe it could happen again, and maybe it could happen here. But I think the other thing's more likely. So soak up the whole ride, even if there's a good chance it ends in disappointment. Soak it up as long as it lasts. DJ PK, we're talking with Joe Ingles next. Stay with us.